Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. So I'm happy to have you here today, and today we're focusing on being triggered in relationships and dating. This is very, very common and it happens to the best of us sometimes. But in this episode, I'm going to cover just different ways that those triggers can come up when dating or in relationships. And also, again, revisiting how those triggers are formed and developed but particularly in the relationship area of our lives and how we can work towards overcoming that. Now, I am covering being triggered in these different scenarios, but I will cover a full episode that will help you do a search and destroy and help you to completely shift out of experiencing those triggers or at the very least, help you to become non-reactive. So if you're looking for some solutions, if you're like, Lens, I hear you. Okay, I got the reason, but I really just want to get rid of the trigger. What can I do? That information is definitely coming up. So don't worry. All right. So let's talk about relationship triggers. These things are so pesky. They're so frustrating and it just creates this trap. Oh my God, I can't stand it, right? We just cannot stand it. And it seems like the only solution to not feel triggered is to just then settle for something you don't really want, right? Like that seems to be the only time you're not triggered is when you are with someone that's just, they're nice, they're okay, eh. Yeah, it's all right, but it ain't really doing nothing for you, okay? And I'm going to go over with you why. Now, a lot of other coaches out there or a lot of other experts may tell you, oh, you're being triggered because they're not the right person for you. You're being triggered because they're showing you something about yourself that you don't like about yourself and this and this and that. And it's, it's way more than that. Is it, it really is. But as I mentioned before, triggers are actually a positive thing because I focus on emotional care. No emotion, right? No emotion is invaluable. We need to listen to our emotions and learn how to listen and use them strategically. When you are experiencing a trigger, and you notice that the trigger comes up whenever you start dating a new type of person. That is a fantastic sign that you are growing, you are shifting, you are aligning into a new person. Your belief systems about yourself or about relationships or about other people is now starting to shift. When those triggers come up, 
It is the beliefs, the old wounds, the old limiting beliefs that you've had for so long. You're starting to purge that out. You're starting to release it. People are picking it back up and reflecting it back to you. Or you are being re-triggered as a reminder of your old former beliefs. The key is to not feed into the trigger, but to acknowledge it as, okay, I know that's who I used to be. I'm still moving forward, right? So that is why you're feeling the trigger. The trigger is a negative emotional response to a cue. Triggers in general can be positive or negative. It doesn't really matter. It's just an emotional cue that is related to whatever it is that you are associating the experience or the person with. But it is not just in the other person. This is coming from within you. So that is why it's so important that we have to do the inner work. We have to gain that inner peace so that we can then move forward and not become so triggered. So let's dive in a little bit more into where these triggers are coming from. Okay, so the first set of triggers can come from negative beliefs about childhood experiences with relationships. If you grew up in an environment, maybe your parents did not have the healthiest relationship. Maybe you have not seen a healthy relationship present. Maybe you lived mostly with a single parent and maybe you were by their side as they went through their dating experiences, right? Or maybe you had step parents or Whatever it was, maybe you saw examples of relationships that just did not work out when you were younger. You might have seen fighting. You might have seen how one abused the other. You might have seen how one maybe cheats on the other. Whatever the situation was, you have now formed a belief around this is what relationships look like, right? So that is in your subconscious mind. As you grow from that current reality of where you were at that time when you were experiencing it and forming the belief around it, as you grow and you get older, that does not go away. In fact, because it is a part of your foundation, you may experience it even more. You may still have those family members still doing the same things they used to do. And that still continues to reaffirm that belief in the relationships. Now, as you get older, you may have experienced seeing other people who are happy in relationships or who have healthy relationships. You're like, okay, so maybe relationships really aren't supposed to be like that. So now you have examples of something that looks good. It looks healthy. It's loving. But you also have what's personal to you of what you've experienced. And that's the other side. Now, that's going to be a lot stronger of a belief than just seeing a few instances or your friends or people that you know that are happy in a relationship. So now we've got two conflicting beliefs. You're not totally on the side where you're thinking, oh, all relationships are horrible. People just cheat on each other. People abuse each other. But you're also definitely not on the other side where it's like, uh, yeah, relationships are beautiful and wonderful and they just love each other and everything's just grand. So we've got two here. Now, what happens when you start stepping into going into a relationship? 
that's when you experience the trigger. Because the last thing you want is an undesirable relationship, right? But your subconscious mind is running the show. So it really doesn't matter what you want or what you desire. It's what's going on behind the scenes. So in the back of your mind, you might start thinking, this person might cheat on me the way that that experience happened to my parent, right? You might even connect with or feel like because you have such similar characteristics to a parent or a caregiver or whoever was the one that really raised you or out of those two parents, you might identify with them. Now that could go one of two ways. You could either identify with the parent that seemed to feel or be like the victim, the one that received the abuse, the cheating, the lying, all of that. You could either identify with that or you could identify with the other one, the one that was causing the issues. But even though you may resemble, you may have similar characteristics, it does not mean you will take the same actions as that other person. So we can struggle with that fear of thinking maybe I'm going to be like that person. And in some strange way, sometimes in order just to feel closer to that parent, we might just start acting just like them, even if it's not in our benefit. So there's so much going on. But let's say you have this story in the back of your mind that, you know what, I know that somebody's going to cheat. I mean, people always cheat in relationships, right? You haven't seen a sense of loyalty before. Well, that could not even exist. But because it's in your subconscious mind, it has no choice but to show itself in your reality And if it shows itself in your reality, you're feeling it, you're experiencing it, you're feeling the emotions, you're going through it. You're like, you see, this is exactly what happens. This is how relationships go for me. These are the ways that people are really in relationships. And so it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy, this negative belief that keeps re-showing itself and reoccurring in relationships over and over and over again. So then you're like, you know what, but this still doesn't work, right? It still feels bad. I don't like it. I still want love. I still want a relationship. So I'm going to try again. I'm going to try a different approach, right? So then you try a different approach. You try to go about it as best you can. But let's say you start seeing some things like maybe the person doesn't respond to their phone as quickly. Maybe they're out with their friends longer than they said they would be, whatever the case may be. Now, what is in the forefront of your mind is already that you can't trust people, that they cheat on you or whatever. So you start making assumptions right? You start reaffirming the belief back to yourself. And in that process, whenever you experience something that someone does, such as not answering their phone or not getting back to you, that triggers back to you that negative response. It triggers to you, oh, they're probably doing something to me. They're probably cheating on me. They're probably out with somebody else. They probably don't like me as much. You see, it's triggering you. 
in that instance. The person may not actually be doing anything. Their phone might have died. They might be in the shower. They might just enjoy their time with their friends. Who knows? Don't always go to the worst thought that you have in your mind, right? So that is an example of how we can be triggered in relationships with negative beliefs about how we view relationships and how it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because the more that you accuse a person of something that they weren't doing, it increases the likelihood of them going out and doing it anyways. It's like, if I'm already going to get punished for doing something I didn't do, well, hell, I might as well go out and do what I want to do. Or your energy is so unattractive that I don't even want to be around you. You're pushing me away. I don't like that. That's No one likes that, right? So we have to focus on reconstructing the beliefs we have about the relationships we've seen in our childhood. We have to give ourselves a fresh slate. We've got to say, you know what? Nah, I, I know that that's possible through people's realities and people's beliefs about what they've seen and what they've gone through. And that's the relationships that they created. That has nothing to do with me. I have a fair shot at this. I'm starting off with a fresh start. I don't need to assume that this is the way relationships have to be. I can choose something different. I don't have to be that way. So we have to disassociate ourselves with the beliefs we've created from our childhood about relationships. That's the first thing. Now, the next thing is that we may have triggers from others who are reflected in our partners. Now, what does this mean? This means that we can experience feeling triggered by a certain personality, by a certain tone, by a certain characteristic, by a name, by absolutely anything that we tie to another individual that we felt hurt by. And it has nothing to do with the actual person that you're experiencing that with. It has everything to do with the initial emotional cue, the reaction, the situation, the experience that you felt connected to that person. You see, we transfer our feelings, emotions, experiences to different people. Same feelings, different people. And it's like people just become these puppets with the same energy. How is that possible? It's possible because it's all coming from you. Everyone around you is a reflection of what's going on in your mind. It doesn't mean that they are reflecting your personality, but they can reflect your beliefs. They can reflect the way that you see people. They can reflect old unhealed emotional wounds or negative beliefs right? So let's say that when you are a child or at some point in your life, you met a person who always wore a red hat. That's just what they wore. They always wore a red hat, but they also had a type of personality that was very rude, very rude personality. They may have insulted you, right? They made you feel like you were a little ant and you really just 
couldn't stand anything about them, right? And so every time now you see someone with a red hat on, immediately, oh, that person is a jerk, right? That person is a jerk. Now that person didn't even do anything. They're just walking around with a red hat on. But it doesn't matter because in your subconscious mind, that red hat sticks out to you and it's tied to someone that was a jerk, right? So we now have a trigger from seeing someone with a red hat that tells our brain, jerk, write them off. (laughs) Okay, you're like, Lens, I'm not that bad, all right? I'm just giving you an example so we can visually see how this thing occurs. But the same thing happens with absolutely any characteristic. It can be a certain tone, right? Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying that you're making people have certain personalities, right? I'm not saying that you're making people be a certain way. What I'm saying is that one, you're attracting people with those similar personalities because it's in your subconscious mind, whether you like it or you don't like it. What I'm also saying is that your reaction, your perception, your emotional feelings towards the person's personality is all personal to you. It is all relative to your experiences in life. That person can still have those same characteristics and then not even bother you. While this person has on this red hat that you have associated with being a jerk, They could also have a blue shirt on, which doesn't mean anything to you, but to an outside person, oh, blue shirts, oh, oh, people with blue shirts on, that means that they hate dogs, right? Like what? Oh my gosh, right? So everyone's got different little pieces about themselves that they have built in their subconscious mind that they pick up from other people and they re-trigger themselves. The key is to be aware of your beliefs about the trigger. Once you are aware, it holds way less power over you. So that's another thing. So not only can we have the negative beliefs that we built about the relationships, now we've got someone that is a so-called partner in our lives and they are agitating us. They're annoying us. They're getting on our nerves. They're getting under our skin. They're getting under our skin because they're reflecting a person from before that we did not resolve or make peace with that situation. And now it's agitating us more, right? So now we're looking at the other person like, Ooh, I don't like you. Okay. Now on top of that, What else do we have? We have self-esteem triggers, okay? So we're like, all right, the person's great. All right, they're great. They don't reflect anything about anyone else that I know before, so that feels new. But mm, I don't feel right when I'm with them, right? Maybe... They might do one of two things. They can either point out certain things about you, 
because they're close to you. And I say, oh, you have a little, you have a little something on, I know, I know, I know, right? You're like, I know, don't look at me, stop. (laughs) And they may just be making an observation, but to you, it feels personal because you feel insecure about it. So it feels triggering like, oh, why do you have to go to that? Well, a lot of times they're drawn to whatever it is because it's in your mind. It's something that you thought of. You're like, oh, I hope they don't look at that. As soon as you say, I hope they don't look at that, they're going to look at it. You know why? Because you're looking at it. And subconsciously, we draw attention to the things that we are insecure about. So we have that situation going on. Or we could have the other situation where the person is showing us love. The person is doing all the right things. The person is not doing anything to harm us. They're being on their very best behavior. And for a while, this feels great. But after a while, depending on how you view yourself, you may feel like, uh-uh, something's fishy. Mm-mm. They don't really like me. They can't possibly like me. Because subconsciously, you don't feel like you're really worthy of that type of relationship. And I know that phrase is overdone, right? Worthy, worthy, worthy. It's kind of losing its whole purpose of saying it. So let's say you really have never seen yourself with that type of person before. You don't know how to even handle that. You don't know how to be in a relationship with someone that seems like they really are your dream partner. It seems abnormal. It doesn't feel like it's really comfortable for you. And our brain hates change. It hates change. It's like, whoa, a nice person, not only a nice person, but a nice person that looks good, a nice person that looks good, that has things together that you really like? You mean to tell me we manifested everything we wanted on our list? We manifested our dream partner. You did that. You manifested that. But wait a minute. We can't find anything wrong. This does not feel safe. So we got to get up out of here. It doesn't matter if it's really true or not. In your mind, you feel unsafe because it's something you're not used to. So that also becomes a trigger. If the person starts showing you a lot of interest or showing you a lot of love or they're like, hey, I want to go out with you. I want to do this. You might start to feel triggered like, oh, wait, I don't mm -mm, stop. Stop telling me I'm beautiful. Stop telling me you love me. If that feels very foreign to you, stop telling me this. Stop telling me that. Right. It feels Like it's dangerous, but it's really not. It's just because we are so used to what we're used to. But what happens when you go back to that? You're frustrated, aren't you? Yeah. So it's that transition of moving towards the type of individual you want. And you've done the work. But. That former self is still chilling there. You've gotten really far. You've moved ahead quite a bit. But there's still a portion of you that's still accepting less than of who you truly are. So you're going to feel triggered. 
So all of those insecurities, they're going to come up. You might even start focusing on the insecurities more, making them stronger so that you will make the strongest belief within yourself, the most dominant belief, and then you will regress and you're going to feel so upset with yourself. You're going to feel so mad (laughs) when you regress. So that is a sign of a self-esteem trigger. Now, I already have an episode on that. Go check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. It can be very helpful for you to work through it. Now, all right, let's say we're doing good, okay? We don't have the negative beliefs about the relationship in our childhood. We're good. We don't really care about all that. We've already kicked those people off the pedestal as far as those people who had those you know, characteristics that we're seeing in other people. Okay, not a big deal. Boom. Self-esteem. I feel pretty comfortable with myself. I'm doing pretty well. Good. Okay, now we've got the past recent relationship triggers. Now, this is very similar to having those negative beliefs, but it's very fresh. So if you just got out of a relationship that's very fresh in your mind. If someone did something to you recently, if they were smothering you, if they cheated on you, if they lied to you, if they did something to violate you, whatever the case may be. If you just got out of a relationship, the biggest thing that caused the breakup is going to be the freshest on your mind. So when you jump back into dating... And this doesn't matter if it's a week, a month, six months. It doesn't really matter if you have not made peace with the past relationship. Those triggers are going to come up. And that can be really frustrating because it's like this is a whole brand new person. And yet we're already dumping things on them from our previous relationship or we attract someone that has the personality or characteristics or does similar things right back into our lives. How does that happen? Because it's still fresh in your subconscious mind. Okay. So if you just got out of a abusive relationship, right? That is something fresh in your mind. Now you may not necessarily meet a person that is abusive or doing those things. You're like, I know what to look for. I know the red flags. However, it may shift into a different wavelength. Maybe that person is into doing something else with you that may be controlling. You see, you have to find the bottom line energy that's there. If rather it's abuse, rather it's someone manipulating you, rather it's someone being deceitful, the energy of it is still coming from control. And underneath that, because we always go back to ourselves, it's not really them, we have to take our power back. Underneath the bottom of everything is you not owning your life. You giving your power away to another individual. You allowing for others to make decisions for you in some area of your life 
or you just completely not accepting that you are creating your life reality. Rather, you're in the driver's seat or you're in the passenger seat, right? You not exercising your free will. So it doesn't really matter what's here at the surface. Go down to the very bottom. That's where we need to figure out where this trigger is coming from. And from there, you can start to shift drastically. You're not going to have to test out all of these relationships and figure out, okay, are you the right person? Are you the right person? No. Are you the right person? No. When we shift ourselves, when we take control over ourselves, that is when we are in control of our lives. And we move into the direction we want to go in because we are setting the direction. We are not leaving our whole entire story, our lives up to someone else to control it for us. So those are a lot of ways in which those relationship triggers come up for us. So we have to shift our beliefs about the way we view other people what associations we're putting with other people, right? If we are telling ourselves, well, all men lie or all men suck or all women lie or all women are cheaters or all women are selfish or all women are this or all women are that, we got to stop doing that, okay? So because that's a real big trigger. There's a lot of men, there's a lot of women. You're not going to get very far with that thought or that belief. Then we've got to shift from, well, relationships are like this because I've always seen my parents like that. This is the way people really are. We have to shift out of that. Know that that belief is within them. That is created from their mind, not from our mind. So we don't need to adopt that if it is not serving you. Do you want that relationship? If the answer is no, then we've got to leave it behind. We've got to start letting go and healing from the things that other people have done to us and figuring out and being aware of what people have done to us. And we have to start to release those feelings, release those emotions, let it be old, let it go. We've got stuff coming up from when we're four and five and six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. It doesn't exist anymore. The only way it exists is if you keep telling yourself that story. So we've got to drop it. It does not serve you. Trust me, I've been there. I am one of the very many people who struggle with telling the same story over and over again because I live in my experiences. I replay the memories over and over again. So it can be challenging to break out of that, but that's the only way you're going to move forward. So you've got to stop telling yourself that story. Let go of the resentment. Drop it. Tell yourself a new story. Tell yourself the life that you want to live. We've got to work on our self-esteem. Because you can meet the best, amazing, incredible, perfect person that will treat you perfect. But if you don't treat you perfect, it will all crumble. Because you are at the center of everything. And then... If we just got out of a bad relationship, it may be wise to do some inner work to figure out 
what made that relationship bad in the first place? What beliefs were we telling ourselves before we got in that relationship? How did we view ourselves when we got in that relationship? What was our self-esteem like when we got in that relationship? right? A lot of times we grow, we evolve, we move forward. We're not those same people that we were before. Otherwise we wouldn't break up. So that should be enough relief within itself to say, you're not that person anymore. So stop believing that you're going to keep meeting these people, right? So you've got to break from that. So there's so many things that we've got to break from, but know that every time you start stepping into something new, You may feel triggered, ignore the trigger. The trigger is nothing more of a reflection of a past thought. If it does not serve you, it needs to be released. If you're feeling a negative emotion, that means it's a lie. It no longer needs to be there. Let's let it go. So these are the ways that we are triggered in our relationships. And as you can see, This is probably why we struggle in the relationship department most of the time because it's so layered. It's not just us by ourselves, but it's all these other situations and things that have happened in the past that we keep replaying and keep rethinking that we have to let go of. So triggers are a sign that we've got to change the story. We've got to let things go completely And acknowledge the fact that those situations and thoughts come up are lies. And when I say, let's say for instance with self-esteem, let's say someone says, well, someone said that I'm fat and you say that it's a lie because I feel bad, but it's the truth. I am fat, right? First of all, there's nothing wrong with whatever weight or body type you are right? As long as you are healthy and you feel your very best, that is what is most important. The trigger comes from you being undesirable for your characteristic, right? You being unattractive because of a characteristic. That is the lie. You being less of a valuable person because of a characteristic. That is the lie, right? So rather the characteristic that they're telling you are is a lie or you being less than because of the characteristic is a lie. Either way, there's something that's there that's a lie because if what they were telling you was something that you wanted to hear, right? Something that really resonated with you on a high level, you would feel good. It would be called what? A compliment. So that is what I mean when I say that it's a lie. Okay. So I hope that this was helpful. I know this was a lot. I know it's a lot of information, but I really, 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 really want to help us get down to the root and clear out those triggers so we can have the relationships and the life that we want, the life that we desire without feeling all of these things, right? If you're feeling triggered by someone not being around as much, maybe there's a deep emotional trigger of feeling abandoned as a child. That's something that goes way, way, way deeper before we get to the person. It just depends. 
Your story is your story, but what I'm telling you now is change that story to have a new life. And we all want a new life, right? Every single day that you wake up is a new opportunity for a new life. Stop telling yourself the same old story that's from years ago that has nothing to do with today. All right? Awesome. So thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate you. We have so much more coming up. If you're ready to destroy those triggers and move forward, keep on listening. We got more to cover in this series. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heart Blend Podcast.